Hello, Radhavi. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Hi, Shane. It's so good um, to accept your invitation. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. You know, you have a very interesting story and life and, you know, now you work as a spiritual healer or a mentor or a guide, you know, whichever word we would like to use. And today our conversation is really going to be about, you know, what is elevating consciousness? What does it mean to awaken? And, you know, what the implications are for people um, who do those kinds of things, or who, who, to whom those kinds of things happen, let's say, and, you know, what we can sort of make of that situation. Um, so thank you for being here. I, um, how about we start off with just a little bit about you, you know, how did you reach this point in your life where, you know, you're now helping other people evolve spiritually? All right. What comes to me is that, you know, when I was four years old, I went to, I went to, um, to, 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 to church, to children, and I, I learned about God. And what they told me is that God was in heaven, and heaven was in the sky. And that left something in me for the longest while. But this, this, I embodied this thing about, about God. This was very special. And I wanted to experience what God was like. But, you know, I would look, I would look in, in the sky so many times looking for, where is God? Where is heaven? Where is heaven? I, if I could just see beyond the sky. However, I think what happened, it awakened that within me now that I realize it awakened that divinity within me um, and so all throughout my life that was part of the foundation from which I live although I had to go through all my woundings and my traumas of childhood stuff all the conditionings are covered up who I am who we really are because we all have been conditioned Mm-hmm. And when I started to unveil, you know, I started, um, I, I was in business. I created my own successful business. So, um, but something was pulling me. There was more in my life. It was not, that was not the end. Uh, it had nothing to do with how much money I had. It had nothing to do with, um, Going to yoga and going to yoga and um, doing meditation, something was really missing. And finally, it was about opening the closet and going through my my self healing, and then discovered a deep understanding of human conditioning. Mm-hmm. And I started to really feel the compassion and the opening. So I connected. My gifts for my past lives were handed to me when I crossed the bridge. And the bridge was about I needed to clear and, unve- and, and unveil my childhood wounds. Mm. After that, the bridge, I, ha- I got to another part of my soul and the gifts. 
And so I began to feel a lot more intuitive, a lot more empathic, a lot more, yeah, a lot more intuitive. And so I started to work with people clearing their emotions. The key thing that I wanted to say to your audience is that what I discovered is that the memories we have must connect with the emotions for the healing to occur. We must. And that was the missing link for me because I hid my all my my traumas and wounds in the closet and walked away from it. So emotions is the, is the most inherent part, say, in a human life. And through clearing and, and moving through these emotions, um, I began to become more upgraded. What I mean by upgrading, my frequency became higher. Mm-hmm. I became more ascended, so to speak. So, you know, we're moving into what awakening is. And and so we are awakening, I was beginning to be awakened from the beliefs and uh, uh, the pain and my judgment of what it was after going through that healing. So my my foundation of about God was becoming stronger. And finally, I got to understand that God was not in heaven. God was right here in me. God is right here in all of us. And so it's not separate. God is not separate from from the, the sacred temple. It's through this it's through God that the sacred sacred temple and all the cells um, have that I call it God's code. Every cell has God's code. And right. it expresses from our heart. So what the heart has um the heart the heart to me is a cave. It has many, many, many experiences because everything that has happened to us is imprinted in our bodies and the heart feels everything, the joy and the sadness. So we have to move from the the fear. That's the guardian at at the at the, at the, the cave, and the, the fear is about again what I just went through. What we need to go through mm-hmm. as as believing that we are the identification of this pain. So as I continue to move through all of that, my knowingness and my understanding began to become much more um, present to me. And I had a real passion. Something pulled me. It was my, I was on my soul's journey. Something pulled me. My soul was a guardian that, that took me into different directions. So mm-hmm. there's really no one here who is creating... Um, the plans, you know, we have an intelligence, we have the mind. But I now know through my own experiences that my soul was a guardian of all the experiences that I went through, the pain and the suffering and the joy. And because I was such a devoted person to spirit, um, 
a very unexpected moment. I was in an airplane. I was flying in flight from one country to the next. And I saw my separate self came out. There was a wait, it was an awakening moment where my separate self was down the aisle. And in that split moment, I knew that all my spiritual stuff that I was doing, all of my focus was only coming from a mental place. It was coming from my idea, my love, my, you know, juicing and fasting and spiritual. And I wanted to say, so that people could really understand this, what I understood in that moment is that the mind was never turned off. I was, although spiritual minded, I still had judgments. Mm -hmm. I still had uh, um, negative emotional thoughts and feelings. So that was coming from the identification of who I thought I was. And at that right. moment, I realized there was a shift that happened. That's when the real purification began. The real mm -hmm. purification was coming from that which you know you are. And because you have, you have shed, you have unveiled your identification and all the remnants and little separate selves that is flying around in, in that area comes up and you go through your own purification. And the more we purify ourselves, the more we have a lot more clarity, a lot more knowingness. Because what is knowingness? Knowingness is not something we, we are educated with. Knowingness is not going to college and learning about something, somebody's idea. Knowingness comes through from the consciousness. And many times we may not, we may not know what's going to be said, but it comes through. And many times the mind, with my experience, the mind had no idea about this. Sometimes I have to write it down because there's some words of wisdom that I need to remember, that the mind needs to remember. Because, you know, we live, yeah. in a, we live in a human world. We live in this body, you know, has all the cells, all the veins, all the brain. And, and we, we, can't, we live in two places. We live from a physical body and we live but we also live from a sense of spirit from our mm -hmm. divinity and although we still look like the ordinary everyday person we are coming more from a place of the heart more than the place of the mind and so right. this is what changes this is what begins to change and you find that what is going on in the world is not so much of a concern for you. Um, your emotions, 
Your emotions only come through love and compassion. It's not coming out of sorrow or suffering and feeling the sorrow of the difficulties that's going on on the planet. You you mm-hmm. you feel um feel separate. Feel like I'm an observer. I'm aware. I'm just being aware of what's going on on the planet. And it may seem cold to someone else who is going through their emotional and uh, sorrow, but it's coming from a higher frequency, a more expanded consciousness that is no longer ruled by what the third dimension and humanity here rules to be good or rules to be bad. Mm -hmm. This is just coming from who the being is, the consciousness within. So the soul is aligned with, with the the soul is soul consciousness and clearly aligned with the higher forces of, 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 of spirit. And, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, that, that is what happened with me. And now I really help people to find the inner peace in spite of what is happening around them or in the world, is to come to that place of inner peace. Right. And, wow, I mean, that, that's a really fascinating, you know, series of events in your life that sort of led you to this place. And... I mean, there's a few things I, I, I want to ask you about, but, you know, looking at that instance on the aeroplane, you know, where you had this experience, let's say, um, what, so you said it was unexpected, like you weren't trying to do anything, you weren't in ceremony or doing anything like that, you were just sitting there and all of a sudden you had this experience of a part of yourself being somewhere else and that kind of you just knew at that moment that there was this, I mean, a disconnect, is it? Or that well, there was a separation? Well, what happened is I was, I was really reading a lot of awakening teachers' books. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, a, a book that I took with me written by Jed, who is a really renegade in when it comes to awakening. And... Um, and I was reading the book, and then I turned, I know he, he had, very rare does he have a poem. It's always, and I was caught, you see, my, my soul had me, okay, read the poem. And as I was mm-hmm. reading the poem, this thing happened to me out of the blue. I was thrown out of my, my identification and just shocked. I mean, just just shocked, and I thought the only person who I can tell this about is my husband. I mean, because he and I really followed the awakening teachers, and here is an interesting thing: is that some time before, a couple years before, occasionally he would say, "You know, if I go into your closed closet." There are so many things in there that doesn't relate to you anymore. I, I would be throwing them out and I would just laugh 
I said, oh, you will never, ever get to my clothes closet. That is my personal problem. Well, when I called him mm-hmm. and I told him what happened, because I knew some, this, I'm only bringing this up so that someone really realized I knew something had changed. I said to him, you can go in my clothes closet and you can take out anything you want. Hmm. And when I came home, nine boxes were packed in, in the garage and I walked by them and he know I never looked. I never looked and I never I was never shocked. But the thing hmm. that I that I understood my identification was in my clothes. You know, it could be right. similar well for someone else. So it's like, you don't you dare go and, and, and disturb my identification. This is what I identify. This is very personal. And now I didn't have that anymore. That was now, pulled away. And that was like a permanent shift in consciousness. Yes. It didn't, yes. didn't go away. Yes. Didn't hmm. go away. And it what's interesting about that is, you know, these kinds of like, I guess we can call them awakening experiences or awakening moments, right? Is that a lot of people who are uh, spiritually oriented, let's say, or who are interested in the awakening process, usually for their own sake, um, you know, you kind of like strive to achieve this, right? With all the practices and the rituals and you know, uh, that kind of stuff and the reading all the teachings or listening and that kind of thing. And, you know, so people become these like spiritual seekers as, as they're often called. And yet when you talk to people who have gone through an experience, they're like, well, that stuff actually, it's not, you, you can't really make it happen. Right. It kind of just happens when it's supposed to happen. Right. Um, but so, it's kind of, you know, in a sense, can feel a little bit disheartening because you're like, well, then, you know, if I can't try to achieve this thing, even though it's not really an achievement, you know, like, what do I do? Um, because, you know, if it's just either going to happen or not happen, you know, should I even try? What What do you kind of say to people who are feeling like that? There is a mental place I think people go to say, "Oh my God, you know, I, I want, I want to wake up. Mm-hmm. I, I want, I want, I want to be awakened." And there's a there's a sense of need, and that sense of need stops someone. It depends on where you're coming from. You 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 you're not going to change your life from a mental state, and that need is coming from the mind. Mm-hmm. The the thing is. In, 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 my, in my life and my experience is that I have followed the path of truth. I have followed for my heart. I loved, I loved the sense of spirit. It wasn't just, um, it wasn't just an idea. It, was, mm-hmm. it embodied me. And so the thing is for, for people to not allow your desire to be embodied, it's throughout your whole body, and you live from your heart. That's the most important thing. Live from your heart, 
not from a, a need. I got to get it. I got to, you know, how come this one is awakening this one and I'm not? It's, it's, it doesn't work like that. And everyone is going to have a different experience. Absolutely mm-hmm. different experience. I had no idea. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense, right? Is we're, we're all on our own journeys, right? And to compare and, and wish for the experience of another, um, I guess you would say sort of like a mental game or exercise. It is a mental, um, yes. And so it's not about, it, it's somehow about disconnecting yourself from the mental world and, you know, being more guided by something deeper within and just following that with faith that this will lead you to the right place. Is that, does that, is that kind of yes. what you're saying? And, and, and another thing that is very important, that I really want everyone to know, that we are already awakened. You said, well, how come, you know? We're already awakened, and what is it? What is in front of us is all the experiences we've had from the conditioning, from uh, the way the world um, conditions us to. You've got to learn this. You've got to um, be educated in this way. You've got to have some education. You have to make a lot of money. And, and so we begin to identify with something that was created. Mm-hmm. And that has thrown off the true meaning of life, the true meaning of being here, the true meaning of who we are. And the reason I said we're already awakened, it's because I want to take people back to maybe they remember just when you were a little child. Sickle far, remember. Maybe you, you may remember time when you were so innocent. You believed everything that, that you were told. Or you got to the place where you couldn't tell the difference between you and the pet. I remember I met such a little boy. He was three years old in the restaurant. And he said, his, he has a brother. He was the only child. <laughs> I, and his mom said, he's talking about the dog. That was right. so precious to me. So the time when we could not identify as separate from something else. And I want right. to take us back into, maybe you walk into the woods and you don't know, but you feel something. You, or you, you, you see a flower garden and you feel something. This is when the essence of our being, our innocence, is, is alive. You know, and then mm-hmm. finally, we get language and we get into, you know, and our parents mean well, identifying your name and you are, you are so-and-so and, you know, and, and how old are you? You know, you, you know, you brag about I'm three years old or two years old. And we begin to slowly identify with the physical. Mm-hmm. We have totally lost forgotten, we, we were never taught in school either that this sacred body is was in preparation 
for that which we are, our soul consciousness to come in. Mm-hmm. And the soul consciousness is here to learn, evolve, and to work through fragments of the past that has come in with. And I know some people may say, it couldn't be so because I had such a horrible childhood. But remember that you are the one, you choose your family. I know it's really hard to accept that. Uh, you know, tell me that um, some years ago and I said you're crazy. But you choose because some of the, the experiences that you, the fragments you brought in that needs to be worked through, that family is precisely the ones that will start bringing up those feelings in you. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I, I just realized my mother was my greatest teacher because having gone through all of that, and when you, you really heal the past, you have a different understanding about what it was. You really do. There's a wisdom that comes and you say, I get it. I knew that now that I'm, I'm, my, soul's, my soul is here as a catalyst for change, I had to experience what the human conditioning is like. Mm-hmm. And I'm, ne- I'm never, ever going to embody it reading from a book or going to a weekend workshop. It would yeah. never happen. Experience is your greatest teacher, the greatest wisdom. So, so coming back to say that we are already awakened, I'm talking about the essence of our being, our innocence. And that innocence is a spark, that divine spark that we mm-hmm. are. And we're all sparks of the one divine. It's so beautiful. So Once, it, it's about letting that come through rather than well, trying to get it. Right. right. Because once we uh, once we understand that, so okay now there's something in me that's greater than where I have been seeking and looking. And now we really believe and recognize that. I think it becomes much easier to to unveil and to mm-hmm. move through. I really think that would encourage people to say, I know I'm already there. It's just things are covered over the I am. And one would probably have more of a peace, more than a, a, about unveiling, more than the need to continue trying from a mental place. Right. And so this unveiling that you speak about, you know, from my understanding, it sounds like you're saying it's like, well, we have all of these, let's say, memories or emotions that are sort of stored in in us, shut down, that we don't want to look at um, and because they're too painful or something like that. And then this working through phenomenon is about, I, I don't know, what's the right way to sort of characterize it? Like, how do you work through these experiences what does that sort of you know, mean to I you? call it purification you're purifying yeah. you're purifying you're purifying 
um, the embodiment, what it is that was embodied in your body. And I can tell you from personal experience too, because I used to be a massage therapist. I was sent to massage school. Working with a couple of clients is very painful for me. I got in touch with the memories of the the um the the of ourselves. The cell was speaking to me. Mm. And I really want people to know the pain because the cell is even more trapped than you are. This is how I experienced it. And the tears that I had just feeling the entrapment of the of the light of the divine God in the cells was so painful to me that I kind of stepped away from it. And because, you know, my stuff was about working with the wounded child, and I still do. Mm-hmm. There are wounds that we carry and we identify with it, and we are not wounded children. We are divine sparks. But, so I, I am talking from experience that when we hold on to things because we're afraid of going there, and I totally understand sometimes we really need someone who we feel safe with, who can witness the pain and know that they, they hold a space for you. That is the mm-hmm. most beautiful, sacred thing that could ever happen when one is ready to let go um, pain that they've held in. And I understand it is not an easy thing because the mind, you'll be going back into the memory of the past that made you, that made you hide away those. This is what you disassociated from. You don't want to go back there to touch it. So I understand that. But there are people who are here with love and compassion and the ability to help people to unveil that so they can come closer and closer to become more their awakened self. Right. So, yeah, and that working through process is, you know, I think purification is a good word, right? Um, It sort of explains, it, it encapsulates the idea really well um but so this idea of the wounded child right um you know you do a lot of work in this area you know what does that sort of mean to you in in the context that we're speaking of what it means to me is that they are caring and they're living as a wounded person and i want to tell you a client recently i had yesterday You know, he's a very intelligent man, you know, very. And, I, you know, he come to me when he has a problem. But he was talking about things, you know, I don't know who I am. Here I am, I'm nearly 50 and da-da-da and so on. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Do you know that when I touched that child, this exactly what the child was thinking. It's exactly what he's living. Mm. We don't get away from it. We're just wounded children or unexpressed discomfort and, and, um, and trauma 
that we carry around, we're living it. We're living it out. So it doesn't do us any good to hold back anything. It doesn't do us any good. We are here right. we are here to become our authentic self. And Right. Yes. So So it's about, you know, looking at what we went through in childhood where all of these, you know, traumas with a big T or a small T, as they say, you know, whether it's big or, or small, how they sort of set us up for a life in adulthood that Absolutely. just replicates the same thing, right? Absolutely. But Absolutely. it's at a very deep level such that we don't even really know that that's what's happening no. most of the time. No, and our behavior, we're, we're, we're so embodied with our behavior that don't, we don't realize that we may have an attitude there that someone else is noticing and said, you know, I can tell you things you may not know about yourself because it's been expressed from these things we locked away. Mm -hmm. And, and um, the child, the child is, I, I refer to, the child is a wisdom keeper. And what I mean by that, but the child is the one that sets the program for how the adult lives. We may not realize right. that. And what I just said to you about my client yesterday, it is exactly what I've, it's the program of the child, and it's exactly what the child was feeling. Mm. And, you know, he was feeling it again and was, again. He was and living again. it. He was thinking it. He was thinking it, you know. I don't know. A very intelligent man, you know. And I don't know, you know, here I am. I don't know what to do. I don't know things, you know, I look at me, I don't have this and I don't have that and I don't have a, a path I'm taking and all of that is exactly what the child, because of what had happened to the child. Mm -hmm. And so when a, a person, you know, working with you, let's say, recognizes this, right, and says, oh, I, I understand, you know, I have all of these childhood wounds that I need to care for or understand and care for um what is it is it just a matter of like you know how how does the transformation kind of happen if, if you know what i mean or does is that a natural consequence of just becoming aware of you know that no. real deep sense of you well first of all the person must really want and be ready to say i'm ready to look and very important, you know, when, when a new client comes to me and I offer a 20-minute complimentary, in the conversation, I'll say to them, I want to let you know, it doesn't matter how amazing the, the person, the facilitator is, and someone refer them, unless you feel safer there, don't do it. Mm -hmm. And, and so that was my opening, not my opening, but in the conversation, I'd say, first of all, you have to feel the readiness within you to say, you know, there's some stuff here I don't understand what's going on, but I feel stuck. You know, a lot of people don't really realize uh, where the pain is because of the experiences, but I have 
the empathy and uh, and, and I have the ability to look under the hood while they're talking with me. I just know. And so there is this feeling of saying, I'm ready to open. Because things I've never talked about, but I'm ready. But I, but you are ready with someone you feel can hold the space for you. And you mm-hmm. feel safe with the most important thing. So, and somebody who has the ability. So this is where it starts. And it's a conversation with me. You know, other therapists may do it differently. It's a conversational thing with me. And there's a direction that I will put them through. And and that's where I'm discovering with my own empathy and intuition. I'm discovering something. And we both do that together. It's a very beautiful, harmonious way in which we get to the issue. Mm-hmm. It's not just me doing it. We are doing it together. And that to me is very important because it makes and after that it's important for me to speak to that with with that person to say now you see because of this this is why you are having this behavior mm-hmm. so people get to know who they are and get to understand right but they have to be ready right and i think that that's a huge point because you know otherwise you're you're not going to do it you'll and just you know, resist everything right. Right. And, and you know, that is the reason I offer 20-minute complimentary guidance because a lot of people don't know where to go and they feel, I don't trust, I mean, who, who are you? Who, who are you? Yeah. I don't know anything about you. But once we get into that one-on-one conversation, we're, we're in a field, we're in this field, and we're beginning to really have, and I, and I, I reflect something for them, and they, 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 so that's the field that we're together in, and they begin to feel comfortable, mm-hmm. they begin to feel safe, and, and so, you know, I work with therapists, I work with all kinds of people, medical therapists, and it doesn't matter what one does. We all have been conditioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter what your profession is. Your profession is a profession. That's not who you are. Right. Your identity, your real identity is within here, your divine self. And that's what my passion is to find, help people to stand in that place of inner peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the process is, you know, through working out right. all of these blockages or these yes. things. Unveiling right. and unveiling what yeah. is not us. There's so many stories I've had, so many. Yeah, I'm sure. But it, it must also be quite a difficult process for people to go through because you have to walk through the pain, right? It's it's not like an easy, fun time. You, you know, it's interesting, Shane. It's like... Nobody is afraid. It's like we have gone into a state. It's like you're out. You now you're out of your mind. The only place the, the mind, the mind says, "I believe I, I'm afraid." The mind, you know, the mind is right. says, "You know, I don't want to go there." Da, da, da. But you, we're not. We're not in the mind anymore. 
we're into the body. We are embodying mm. something. We are, we are going into the body and we are moving into the memories. And I'm telling you, it's much easier than one would think because we have let the mind outside the door. Right. Yeah. So you did all the fear and anxiety and stuff that kind of subsides because yes. it's yes. mostly mental work anyway That's when right. that happens. Exactly. There's no there's no real danger happening, right? There's no reason to be afraid uh, right. during these sessions, right? That's, That's amazing. And, you know, so, I mean, I, I don't know if this is perhaps an unfair question, but it's like, Please how, do. what, what kind of time do people usually take, you know, to do these things? Is it something that takes years or is it a few months or, you know, what, what do you sort of usually see? It depends on the individual. For instance, you know, I'm just thinking of a, a client that I have in another country. Mm -hmm. And the first time, you know, she came, of course, I'm looking at all the past. You know, like a, 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 a specialist looks at everything, what's your health was. So I look at all yeah. of that. And um, and she brought things to me. And we did one clearing of the imprint, the, 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 the childhood emotion that she was carrying. Mm. And I knew. This was unusual. I'm still, she's still my client. I knew when there was no more there. Mm. And we continued to speak. And if something touching comes up, it, you know, it, it is expressed. Okay. And, and she's a therapist. And so she would tell me, you know, I have, um, this is how I'm feeling now. I don't, I, you know, this is just, I, I, I'm hearing the change because it's important for me to see that. She said, you know, I had a car that I was holding on to. And one day I just got up and said, I don't need, I don't need this car anymore. I'm going to sell it. So what was the car? She said, a Mercedes. I'm going to sell it. So here comes, that's just one piece, a detachment. She began to become more detached from the material world. And this is what happens to us, you know. And it's hard for the mind to know what's going to happen. It comes from the individual and the experience that they will find, that will happen with them. Because their way of life may be different from somebody else, but to start to change from the way of life that that individual has been Carry. Right. Yes. Hmm. So I, I see what you mean. It, it really depends on the person and their willingness and how much yes. is there. And, you yes. Know, and it's a different journey for different people. Actually, right. Actually. Um, yeah. No, listen, I mean, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I, I'm sort of focused on this idea of a person who creates space to allow this to happen, right? Um, and that, you know, there's it. it's really just a, a level of empathy 
that and presence to be able to kind of hold this space, right? Where you can allow people to experience and go through, you know, some of the perhaps what we would consider the worst human experiences and emotions in a place that they feel comfortable and safe and that it's it'll be okay and that they know maybe not experientially as you say but at least they're willing to try to see it through to come out on the other side right because um, there, there must be a sense of hope in, in of doing that otherwise people wouldn't do it right if you thought it was just going to make it worse you know, right. it, it, it wouldn't work at all <laughs> Um, you know, one of the things I, I, I want to mention also, mm. when we hold on to this entrapment and, and living in a survival state where we think life is going on fine, you know, there's no problem, it will turn up many times as physical problems. Mm. I will not say that I work on physical problems. But I will say that a woman came to me and she said she had a diagnostic problem for about eight years. I listen, but those are not the things. That's not where I am. Mm -hmm. And um, when she was on the table where I was working with her, I went directly to a place in her, didn't ask her where. And there was a blocked emotion that was in this particular place that I really removed. And she said, physical problem is gone. Hmm. So many times, um, the energy of, of trauma, not many times, all the time, the energy of trauma and wounds are energy that is heavier and lower than the beautiful light that we are. And it gets stuck somewhere in the body. Right. And so another, what's the removal process like? What does that entail? It's just, or is it like an energy kind of movement? It's, it's, it's something that, that, you know, I came in this lifetime before, before, you know, I used to really remove work with emotions of different lifetimes. I know because mm -hmm. I was told that. It's an ability that I have to be able to put my hand there and feel it because of my mm -hmm. empathy, see. Because gotcha. of my empathy, I'm able to do that. And, you know, other clients will come and there's a stuck energy somewhere and I don't know they have a problem. But all my intention is to release anything that is um, blocking their light. That's 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 my devotion. That's mm -hmm. it. So it matters not, you know, uh, whether it was a physical thing or it matters not. Physical many times is caused from a blocked energy. Right. Anyway, anytime we have a pain, there's a blocked energy. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, it makes sense. Um, and can, can you do that like if people aren't in the room as well, like over a Zoom call or something like that? Or is it oh, more oh, of oh, a in-person thing? My, my, my clients are on Zoom. 
Oh, it's okay. Happens on Zoom now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's changed these days. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I also did on Zoom too because if I have clients in other countries, you know, to be on you know on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Do what you can. Yeah, do yeah. and it works really well because the thing is, I'm not working. I'm working with an energy. I'm mm. working with energy. I'm working with frequencies. And what that is what it is. So it matters not whether they're here or or physically or somewhere else. And the change takes place in the person themselves. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah, because the person I was telling you about yesterday, he 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 always come physically, you know, yeah, before COVID, and I said I I'm not seeing anybody. And he said. You're not. How is going to work on Zoom? I said, believe me, it works just as well. And so <clears throat> he had a very <clears throat> beautiful soul retrieval on Zoom. <clears throat> so right. So it's all good. <laughs> it's yeah. It it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, listen. How can people find you? You know, I'll include a link to your website in the bottom of this podcast. Um, but if people want to reach out, what's the best way to contact you? Okay. On my website, which is radavi.net, the first, one of the first things I see on the front page is my offer for my 20-minute conversation. Or there's somewhere to email me from my website. And, okay. and so it's all there. It's, it's right on my website. That they can find me. Great. Well, I encourage it. And I wanted to thank you very much for coming on today. It's been a really great discussion. I hope you enjoyed it as well. I did. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a person who is very deep. And I love the idea that you asked me these deep questions, Shane. And I, um, it, it, it was really, really um, sacred. It was a sacred conversation for me because I yeah. see the sacredness in um, people healing themselves and unveiling, actually. They're not healing themselves. They're unveiling what is their pain, their pain and their trauma and their, and their wounds. Mm. That, is, yeah. that is causing the pain, yes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, hopefully people find the light within themselves, right? and yes. uh, work with great people to be able to do that. Yes. So thank you. I look forward to hopefully speaking with you again soon. Love to do that, Shane. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. And I thank your listeners for being here too.